So today's episode is about an incident involving two prisoners and transporting them from the regional jail to the magistrate court. So many years ago, it was actually, I was working uh, the New Year's Eve night shift, evening shift, along with one of my fellow troops, Trooper Jay, I'll call him, and it's probably about quarter till midnight, getting ready to the countdown's getting ready to happen to the New Year's. And this would have probably been about circa 2002-2003. Because I remember the sergeant that I had at the time. And I believe that sergeant got promoted to first sergeant in 2003-2004. So, But regardless, I was only a few years into my career. Newer trooper. I think I might have been a senior trooper at this time. But which was an automatic promotion once a person got five years in. So I was, I'd worked the evening shift Friday evening, which was New Year's Eve, and then Saturday morning, I was Saturday, the day, the January the 1st of that year, New Year's Day, I was scheduled to work a split 12 to 8, 12 a.m. or 12 p.m. to 8 p.m., 1,200 hours to 2,200 hours for all the military and law enforcement uh, mind folks out there here in my podcast so it's probably about quarter till 12 the phone rings my home phone of course didn't have cell phone back then and it was dispatch hey this is romney i need you to when you come out go straight to the regional jail and pick up two prisoners i said oh okay they said yeah magistrate magistrate gene is waiting on there to do their arraignment and he needs them there by quarter after 12 and i'm like damn romney i'm not even i'm just dressing right now for the start of my shift and it's a 10 minute ride 15 minute drive to the jail by the time i get in through the two sally port gates secure my weapon get buzzed into the facility after i go through the same stupid bullshit i did every time i went into that place oh uh, what do you need uh is your weapon secure uh, blah, 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 before they would buzz you in. The central tower would buzz you into the jail. <clears throat> and get the prisoners, get them out, sign them out, get them secured in my cruiser, and leave there. It's going to be at least quarter after 12 by then. I said that the earliest I could probably make it is 1230. But I said I'll try my hardest. So I get dressed, went ahead and started out the door before 12 o'clock. Because I knew that, that I wasn't going to make it now. So, leaving when I did before 12 o'clock, I knew I probably wouldn't make it. <coughs> so, I jump in my uniform, jump in my cruiser, and mark up with Romney. You know, 547 Romney, I'm 108, 1041, 1017, PHRJ, regional jail, for prisoner transport for arraignments. So, before someone was actually is actually committed to the jail. They're a temporary prisoner. Basically, that means they haven't been arraigned by a magistrate and committed to the jail or judge and committed to the jail. So they don't do anything with these prisoners. They don't clean them up or oh, they'll check to make sure they're, they're not in any medical distress or need any medical attention, but that's about it. They don't, they don't put them in a uniform or anything until they're committed. So I roll up out there pull up to the gate there was a an intercom there at the gate a speaker and an intercom 
for law enforcement officers to buzz into Central Tower. So I pulled up and I hit the buzzer and the, the Central Guard's like, yeah, can I help you? I'm like, yeah, this is uh, Senior Trooper Mason here. I'm here to transport two prisoners down for arraignment. I said, okay. So he hits the buzzer and opens the first Sally, Sally uh, port gate. I pull my car into it and you're in, once you go through it, you're inside another enclosed area and pull up to the next gate because you got to go through two gates, two car gates to get inside to the actual intake access to THRJ, regional jail. So pull up to the next one. I guess they can see you on camera and that's how they know when to let you in. So he opens the second gate and I pull one in, get out of my cruiser, walk up to the um had a set of lock boxes outside the door and some right inside the door for law enforcement officers to secure their weapons in because they didn't allow any weapons in the jail well at least they didn't allow law enforcement officers to carry weapons in the jail so i secure my weapon get up to the door hit the buzzer and central's like uh is your weapon secure i'm like yeah 10-4 so then i hear him buzz the door open so i walk in of course you walk in there then you got another set of Iron bar or another big door, glass door to be buzzed through, which is locked. And then you can go up to intake. And up at intakes where they have the temporary holding cells. And these people are segregated from general population because they haven't been committed yet. And I get up there and I said, hey, I'm Student Trooper Mason. I'm here to pick up the Sheriff's Department's 1015 prisoner from last night that they arrested. I don't know what that guy, I don't remember what that guy got arrested for. I'm assuming probably a DUI or domestic. And I need Trooper J's prisoner from last night from the Signal 6 vehicle accident, Signal 9 DUI. So, okay. So, the corporal there, or the sergeant, I don't remember who was working, who was the supervisor, looks at one of the other guards and says, hey, uh, he turns around and yells at Sentry, like, hey, open up. H such and such and H such and or H such and such. So they open it up. He goes back and gets the guy. Is the sheriff's department's prisoner brings him up. Said here's the sheriff's department's prisoner. I said okay, go get me the other one. And it was like I was talking to himself. I said I need the trooper's prisoner from last night. Trooper J's prisoner, the drunk driver that he arrested. Are you sure you want him? I'm like. Yeah, pretty sure the magistrate's down there waiting, and I'm already late because it's already quarter after 12, or 10 after 12 now. I need I need the prisoner. I need him quick. So, two other guards come up, <coughs> and the one looks at me and says, Trooper, are you, you sure you want this guy? I'm like, look, I don't know what's going on. I don't really care. Get the guy out of the cell. Give me the paperwork. I'm late. The magistrate is not going to be happy now that he's waiting. It's a Saturday arraignment. We're taking his Saturday up, and he's waiting on me now. So let's go. So the one guard looks at the other and says, hey, better get the wheelchair. And I'm like, get the wheelchair? They're like, yeah, he, he, he hurt his back, I guess, during the wreck last night. But he refused treatment. Okay. So I hope I can get him out of my car. I had to work put a wheelchair in my damn cruiser. So they get him out of jail and they wheel him and wheel him out to my cruiser. 
and I'm walk escort the other guy out to my cruiser. And I had two sets of cuffs. I didn't think that the old man that wrecked was going to be much of a, a threat because he couldn't hardly move. They wheel him out to the door, and one of them looks at me and says, Hey, you got anything to put down on your seat? I'm like, well, okay, I thought maybe the guy pissed himself or, or his clothes were dirty or something. only thing I have is an old full-length raincoat. So I said, all right, well, I grabbed it out and threw it on the seat. I'm, I was glad later I did. So I put him on the, they put him in there on the seat. He said, well, he's all yours. I said, all right, thanks. So I secure the sheriff's prisoner in the front shotgun seat beside me. Now, bear in mind, it's January the 1st, and the outside temperature is probably about 10 to 15 degrees, the air temp. It's not counting wind chill. Wind was blowing a little bit, so it was probably close to zero outside. It's cold as dog shit out. So I get him in the car, and I got the windows up. My turn to heat on. It's cold out. And I back up and pull up to the first gate. I'm waiting on Central to open the first gate. Central Tower at the jail, open the first gate, so I can drive through and get out to the exterior gate, second gate. Then I can get out on the Dolan Drive and get down to 50 and head to, head to Romney for the arraignment. So as I pull up to the first gate, the, the sheriff's prisoner looks at me. He's like, Trooper, can you crack my window? I'm like, well, I'm thinking, you know, it's pretty freaking cold out, dude, but maybe he's sick. Maybe he drank too much the night before. I didn't know. So I'm like, yeah, sure, buddy. He was being decent with me, so I treat people the way they treat me. So I cracked his, cracked his window. So we go through that gate, get up to the next gate. He looks at me and says, sir, can you open my window further? Like, damn, this guy must really be sick. Maybe he's going to throw up. So I put his window down about a third of the way. Enough for him to stick his head out a little bit, get some air if he needs to. Or if he needs to puke, he can do it outside the car. I'd rather clean it off the outside of the car than the inside of the car any day. And I said, there you go, buddy. And I pulled through the second gate. And he looks at me and said, sir, could you put it all the way down? And I'm like, put it all the way down? What the? I'm like, no, not really. And I look at the, my prisoner, the sheriff's prisoner in the right front seat, and he's starting to turn green. I'm like, shit, this guy's getting sick. And about that time, it hits me. Wham! Holy shit, what the hell was that smell? And I look at the sheriff's prisoner, he's shaking and said, no. I'm like, Dude, is that? He's like, no, sir. No, no, trooper. It, it, that's not me. I'm like, what in the hell is that smell? Of course, he's handcuffed, but he's nodding his head back toward the guy in the back seat. And I'm like, is it? Is it that dude in the back? Is it? Is it the trooper's prisoner that I'm hauling in the back? He's like, yep, yep. He's he's muttering. He's shaking his head. He's like, yeah, it's him. So I'm like, holy shit. So. I put the sheriff's prisoner's window all the way down. Then I had to put mine all the way down. And by the time I get out on 50, I've got all four windows open as far as I could. Well, them old Crown Vicks, the, the rear windows would only open halfway, I guess, to try to eliminate prisoners from escaping. I guess that was Ford's thought. So I've got all the windows down as far as I can. And I pull out on 50. Now the old man in the back seat's like, Trooper, Trooper, can you... uh?" Put the windows up. It's getting pretty cold in here. I said, look, buddy. I said, no, not right now. I'll turn the heat up higher. Man, I'm freezing back here. I'm like, buddy, 
I'm going to keep the windows down. We'll be at the freaking magistrate's court probably about, the Hampshire Magistrate's Court in probably about 10 minutes. And I must have drove 70 mile an hour to get him there. That guy, I guess the prisoner in the back, had shit himself, I guess when he wrecked his car the night before, refused medical treatment, and they never cleaned him up. And now he's in the back of my cruiser. And I'm thinking, great. I hope he's not shitting back there on my seat. So I tell dispatch, I'm like, uh, 547 Romney. They're like, Romney, go ahead, 547. Like, 547 Romney, can you have the sergeant meet me up at magistrate court? I didn't say sergeant. I said her unit, the, the sergeant's unit number, but I don't remember her unit number at this time. And uh, they're like, 10-4, uh, we'll advise her. I said, maybe she, I told him, I said, maybe she can walk the one prisoner in and start the arraignment while I'm getting the other prisoner out because he's got injuries from the crash. So by the time I get to magistrate court, which is about a 15-mile ride from Augusta to Romney, maybe not quite 15 miles, we're around 12 maybe, I pull in, and this guy in the back, man, he is reeking to all get out. And the guy up front's wanting out. He's wanting out of the car. So I pull up there and I tell the sergeant, she sergeant meets me there and she comes out and gets the prisoner in the front out. And he's shaking his head, grateful he's out of the car. And I get the old guy out of the car. Well, as I'm walking into the door, he's freaking farting. Or at least he claims he's farting. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, trooper, that's just gas. And I'm like, I thought to myself, no, dude, that's not gas. You're leaving a trail. And he left a brown streak from my cruiser all the way into magistrate court. As I'm walking him in, I had to walk past Magistrate Gene's office, and he's doing the arraignment on the other prisoner, and he looks up, and the smell hits him. And I walk my prisoner down the hallway, and I don't even get him back to the seat back there when the Magistrate yelling, Trooper Mason, can you come to my office, please? But he wasn't real happy about it. So I turned around, and I walked up there, and I said, yeah, Yes, sir, Judge. He's like, does he have a problem? I said, Judge, I think he's got a back injury and he can't really control his bodily functions. He's like, does he need to go to the bathroom? I'm like, Judge, I think it's too late for that. So then my sergeant comes out and she's putting down trash bags on the seat so you don't get their metal seat, their plastic metal seat ruined. And then she pulls me in the office and starts chewing my ass. Why the hell did you bring him in here? I said, Sergeant, you wanted him down here. Judge wanted him. Well, why did Trooper J arrest him? I'm like, he was drunk. Why isn't he in jail? This is bullshit. So it was a long day and ended up being a, a pissing battle between me and the jail because the guy didn't get re released on bond. He couldn't make bond. And the jail had to come transport him back because I had no way to transport him, get him back in my cruiser because he needed a wheelchair. But yeah, that was that was a long freaking Saturday morning, the first day of the year. And the sergeant was already madder than hell.